Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of, may de- of day it might be when you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joe Szymanski with another Elections Daily 2021 interview. Uh, today with me, I have the Republican running in Virginia's 85th district, uh, Karen Greenhall. Uh, Karen, thank you for coming on with me today. Well, thank you for having me. So uh, I ask this first question to anyone who comes on with me, and I want to know what made you decide to run for delegate? Well, that's really a good question. I never thought I'd be running for public office, but um, I've always lived in Virginia, and I've always voted, and I've always paid attention to the policy decisions being made. And in the last few years, I've gotten really concerned about the direction I see going um, for Virginia, the direction we're being led. Uh, So a few years ago, I got involved and started helping people who I wanted to be able to vote for that I thought we needed in office. And then um, this seat, uh, there was a chance to run for this seat to challenge one of the most progressive Democrats that we have in the House. And I realized for me, just voting wasn't enough. I had to do the best I could for Virginia. I've always loved living here, proud of being Virginia, and um, just glad to do the best that I can to help. Yeah, so the 85th district, for for the listener's sake, is uh, located in Virginia Beach, which is expected to be one of the premier competitive locations in the state of Virginia in 2021. And it is home to a large military presence. So I want to know what your plan is to help families of deployed servicemen and women in your district. Oh, well, I I started walking neighborhoods back in November of last year. So I've met a lot of people who are um, serving in the military that live in my district. I've met service people and their families. And they're they're really having a difficult time because of the high cost of living in Virginia and just the overall quality of life. And so I think um, making changes to improve the quality of life and lower the cost of living will help these families. It, it's difficult for everyone in my district, but the families of the people in service, it's even more difficult for them because it's like one parent who's available to take care of their families and take care of their children. So with the cost of gas and everything that they need for life going up, and then they see education quality going down for their children, the best thing we can do to help those families um, is to uh, improve the quality of living and education for their children. We can help them to take care of their families in a way that benefits everyone that lives in our district. Okay, and this is the 85th is also one of those districts that have shifted uh, heavily left in the past couple of years. So I want to know, what are you doing to reach voters who voted for Joe Biden in 2020? Well, as a first-time candidate, I have to tell you, this is the most exciting part of, of being able to run is walk in doors. And I am purposely targeting doors of people who they'll vote a split ticket for the balance of power or they'll um, typically vote Democrat or they're um, – a moderate Democrat or just voting against Trump, just whatever the reason is, that's who I'm targeting to go and talk to. And I'm finding a lot of people agree with me on on, on the fact that uh, we have to make decisions that are best for Virginia in the long run. I, I think a lot of decisions being made today by the people that we have in office are 
um, they're not thinking about the long-term consequences. And when I get a chance to discuss the legislation that's been passed in the last year with people at their door, I'm finding that people are ready for a change. They either didn't realize what was being done to our schools or um, or just the, the taxes, the new taxes that are coming. They either didn't realize or didn't realize that's what they were getting when they voted for the people who were in office making these terrible decisions. So you've done work in the healthcare industry. So I want to know what you think Virginia can improve with regards to its healthcare policies. Oh, well, there, um, I think probably the most important right now for this area um, is the, the certificate of public need. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Hampton Roads, but here in Norfolk, we have a had a hospital called DePaul. It was set up as a charitable hospital. It was um, a, a Catholic hospital. I was born there, and actually my daughter was born there. And in recent years with the changes to funding, they've had they struggled financially. So they tried to open another hospital in a more affluent part of Hampton Rose so that they can make money to keep this hospital open that served low-income people. And because of the certificate of public need, the Department of Health basically gets to decide where hospitals and other medical facilities go, and they wouldn't let DePaul do that. So now we have an underserved community right here in Hampton Roads that don't have access um, close to them to the medical care that they need. So the first thing that I would like to see done is to stop using the certificate of public need to benefit larger hospitals at the sacrifice of medical care for the lower income people. And then another issue would be transparency and pricing. Um, where else can you go and have work done and not get a price up front? So we need to have transparency and pricing so that people can go and know what is their out-of-pocket, what is their cost going to be before they go and have procedures done at medical facilities. Okay, so moving on to another issue here, the issue of right to work is expected to kind of be a key issue uh, this election cycle. So I want to know what's your position on the right to work issue in the Commonwealth? Well, I 100% support our right to work laws. Um, I, um, I'm on my second small business. And the first one I grew from nothing up to 35 employees. So I, I'm very familiar with the right to work issue and um, how to strengthen small businesses. And the right to work issue is definitely the pro-business point of view and we have to our businesses are already struggling they were struggling before covid and covid has just made it worse and we have to protect our small businesses and one step in that protecting our small businesses is protecting the right to work laws in virginia it's one thing that's made us so attractive over the years as a place to start a new business yeah, kind of staying on that topic, uh, you know, obviously we're kind of starting to move out of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So I do kind of want to know, you know, again, like you mentioned, Virginia Beach is an area that was hurt heavily small business wise from the pandemic. So I want so I want to know what's your kind of idea that you can maybe help try and some of these small businesses recover in your area and uh, maybe make a comeback in the post COVID era. 
Oh, wow. Well, to help the small businesses, I think, um, well, like we just mentioned, the, um, the right to work. But to anything that we can do to relieve the tax burden on businesses, even if we have to do um, temporary tax um, relief to help them, and then trying to get people back to work. The VEC has just done a terrible job of trying to manage people who were out of work, and we need to have more training programs. I like the idea of matching up people who are out of work with businesses that need skilled employees and have work programs so that um we can get people trained to get into the jobs that we need. And it doesn't, um, uh, like trade, trade skills. Um, I know several people in business who cannot get new employees to come and learn a trade right now. And there are several things that we can do to help that. And training programs would be one of those to transition people from unemployed, from not being employed into jobs where we really need them. Okay, so moving on then, uh, the issue of school choice is another issue that's uh, okay. expected to play a key role this cycle. So I do want to know what's your position on the issue of school choice, uh, especially in the area of Virginia Beach. So, well, uh, 100% in favor of school choice. Um, it, it's, it, it seems as though schools are we're off track right now. We're lowering the, um, the requirements for academic um, for the academic part of education, but we're so focused on equity and other issues. And what's most important would be school choice so that parents can choose what's best for their children. Um, and I, I would like to see the overall academic level raised in schools and um, parents able to choose what's best for them and their child and their family. Okay, so moving away from the uh, policy frame, uh, the 85th is expected to be one of the most uh, competitive districts in 2021, and that means uh, candidates will need a lot of money to spend. Uh, your opponent so far has done a very good job uh, at raising that money, being one of the highest uh, incumbent uh, fundraisers for Democrats. How are you making sure that your campaign is keeping up with his fundraising numbers? Well, I've been out this for a while. Like I said, I started walking doors in November of last year. So um, so it's been kind of a slow start. I didn't know if I was going to have a primary. Uh, but now that I have the nomination, uh, I, things are really starting to pick up. People are realizing how important this race is. Um, this race has been targeted by the, uh, the House Caucus, the Republican House Caucus, and the Republican Leadership Committee. So... I think you're going to see the interest is picking up in my race to um, unseat a progressive Democrat here in the 85th. And when we get our report turned in, I think you're going to um, see that we've done very well in this reporting period. Can, can you give can you give maybe maybe just a, a little sneak peek for our listeners? Can you maybe give just a little range of where you're looking at uh, your fundraising report to be? Um. No, I don't. I, I think we'll just have to wait until the report comes out. Uh, but we've been working really hard. And, and the fact is, people realize exactly where we are in Virginia. When we have seats that we have to win, and this is one of them. This one's winnable. We're working hard. And um, people are... Um, People are really taking an interest. Like I said, I'm walking doors and meeting people who are 
ready for a change in Virginia. And um, <laughs> no, I, I really, I really can't say anymore. But you, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I am. I feel very supported um, for my race for the 85th. Well, I had to at least try. But uh, we're on to our last question here. And I want to know what would be the first issue uh, you would look to write a bill on if you are elected delegate. Okay, well, who knows what's going to happen between now and January when I take office. But I, um, if, if I were to take office today, I think the first thing would be to repeal the gas tax. That's, that, that's an easy way to help the families in my district that are already struggling. Um, but the most important, one of the most important issues to me might come as a bit of a surprise to you. Um, we have... Uh, the, the laws were changed concerning informed consent for women looking at an elective abortion. And I would, um, I would reinstate the requirements for informed consent for women. Right now, um, women facing it who are considering an elective abortion are no longer required to be told how far along her pregnancy is. The medical consequences or options and you know in first and second trimester abortions there are a lot of options and a lot of consequences uh, but to me the most appalling is she's no longer required to be told that she can change her mind so in, in what other elective procedure are, are people are, are the um, the providers allowed to withhold medical information from their patient and so if we if we can reinstate informed consent for women, we are helping women who are typically young, no experience with medical procedures. They're typically facing a decision that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives, and they feel unable to tell the people who care for them the most. They're making this decision alone. They're trusting the provider to give them the necessary information to make an informed choice. And that has been taken away. And I think, and I want to give it back. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again for listening in whatever time and whatever day might be that you're uh, listening into this. Once we post it uh, once again, this has been Joe Samansky of elections daily with our Virginia 2021 interview series. And once again, I want to thank Karen Greenhall, the Republican candidate for the 85th District in Virginia's House of Delegates, for coming on with me. Karen, once again, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.